Hey guys, this is Kelly. So last week we recorded a podcast with another um, podcast crew of our friends. So they will be having that coming soon on their podcast, but I didn't want to leave you hanging without something. So I decided to release one of our Patreon episodes or exclusives. So we do a lot of little mini-sodes. This one is one that we recorded before Christmas of this last year. So I hope you enjoy it. It is something different. I don't even know how I came across this story, but once I saw it, I was like, oh my God, we got to talk about this. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. This is out of Australia, and it is the story of Catherine Knight, mm. who butchered her husband. <gasps> butchered specifically. Oh God. Butchered her husband, then boiled him and served <gasps> him to people. Oh my god. <laughs> that wasn't even a sound effect. That yeah. was just you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot more work than she probably needed to go to, but it was it was there was a lot of work involved. All right, good to this know. This is somebody who really wanted to, you know. Okay. Mm. So, I will I am going to read this article. It is from 7 News. Uh 7 News 7news.com.au. So, I just want to give them credit. It was published on July 10th of 2019 and then it was updated in October of 2019. So this is the story came out fairly recent fairly recently, but I believe this happened in 2000. Oh god. Okay. And there is and I should repeat this warning distressing and graphic content. The, Shit. I, I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't eaten recently, have you? No, I I'm okay, on a juice good. cleanse, so I will just pee. Well, that'll be easier when it comes up. Okay, yeah. go. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. No training or experience could prepare police for the vision from hell they walked into at John Price's home in the peaceful Hunter Valley hamlet of Aberdeen on March 1st, 2000. Oh, God. On the kitchen stove was a human head sitting <gasps> in a pot amid vegetables, a ghastly braise. So she wasn't just like she was making stew. It was like no, she was she was legit <laughs> we're gonna, doing. We're gonna make this full, fancy gourmet. Yeah, it was a Martha Stewart. She probably looked up a Jesus. recipe. Did she get <laughs> right? an apple for the mouth at least or something? I you know, don't, apple that would have been awful. <laughs> oh God! Plated on the kitchen table were what appeared to be steaks presented with vegetables. Oh God! The steaks were from a human. Oh God. In the lounge room was a human body skinned by someone <gasps> with expertise. What? The, the, the victim's skin was on display, dangling from a meat hook in the architrave, which I had to look up. Some of these words I had to look up, which is like a, um, a beam that goes across like a, a two columns or a doorway. So it was just, uh, it was just hanging there. Drying. You know, drying. Tanning. Oh, what? Oh. Right. The victim had been stabbed at least 37 times. The ferocity of the attack made it difficult to count the number of wounds. Many were deep. Vitals like the lungs, liver, kidney, and aorta were hit. The blood loss was massive. 
It was a crime so dark and evil and desperate, but as they later found, it would be great if my mom could not text me right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's like, are, are you hungry? I literally do. I oh God. I swear I turned off my notifications. Okay. Sorry about that. They later found that this was the work of someone sane. Oh, are you sure? Someone, <laughs> right? Someone who planned the killing and knew exactly what they were doing. Uh. Police identified the human remains as that of homeowner, 44 year old John Price. Price was known locally as a friendly, good-natured bloke, and he was well-liked. His <laughs> bloke. <laughs> bloke, right? His former wife said he wasn't a violent man and was a good provider. He was murdered deep into the night of February 29th, 2000. The appalling indignities wrought on him came after death. So at least there was uh, that. Least, so he didn't, yeah, at least she didn't butcher him alive. Right? right? Or skin him alive. He, the, oh, God. <laughs> The murderer attacked while he was in bed. So oh. he was asleep. So it was a shocking way to wake up, but at least yeah. it was over quickly. Holy shit. Okay. <sighs> when the usually reliable John Price hadn't turned up for work on the morning of March 1st, a colleague went to see if he was okay. After noticing blood on the door, the workmate called police. Right? That's not what you want to see. Yeah, no. <sighs> they arrived at the house around 8 a.m. and were confronted with a pool of blood around one meter by two meters in the hallway. I have no freaking idea what size that is because I don't know meters. I don't either. But it was the pool of blood. It was big. It was big. <laughs> uh, blood spatter and smears were found throughout the house. Oh. This is like a movie. Yeah. Uh, from crime scene evidence, investigators deduced that the first blows were struck in the master bedroom. He tried to escape heading down the hallway toward the front door. His assailant chased him, stabbed him repeatedly in the back. From bloodstains found on the outside doorknob, Price, though terribly wounded, had managed to get out of the house. Wow. His glimpse of hope was brief as he was dragged back into the hallway oh. where he finally expired. Jesus. Uh, yeah. It is like, isn't it like a like a movie totally. where they like That's just horrifying. get out? Like, you know? Oh. oh, yeah. In the lounge room, which I assume is like a living room. Living room, room yeah. Um, police found Price's headless body. No! Forensic evidence suggested he was dragged there after his death. The murder weapon, a butcher knife, Mm. was beside him. Then he'd been skinned, then decapitated. Oh, dude. Both were done skillfully and without signs of hesitation. Good God. And she's sane? (laughs) Apparently so. What? NSW, Supreme Court Justice O'Keefe. I don't know what, I forgot to look up NSW, whatever. <laughs> commented that it was, quote, was carried out with considerable expertise and an obviously steady hand so that his skin, including that of his head, face, nose, ears, mm-hmm. neck, torso, genital organs, and legs, <laughs> were removed so as to form one pelt. <gasps> Whoa! That just she gave me chills. literally like, took off all of his skin in one piece. Oh my god. It's like I don't, uh, I don't even know how you do that. No, I don't either. Yes. I, I don't I don't know how to do that. Oh I god. can't. I don't. You didn't research that part? 
no, how I to didn't. skin a I human. Didn't. I don't even like to touch raw chicken. So I, <laughs> I hear that. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> whew, that was that was like whew, quote. So expertly was it done that after the post mortem examination, the skin was able to be re sewn onto Price's <sighs> body in a way which indicated a clear and appropriate, albeit grisly, methodology. They put him back in like a suit. Oh. They like slipped oh, him back in. Skin suit. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it was the start of a journey into hell as police worked their way through the scene. I Jesus, would not want to be on this case. No. I don't okay. think I'd ever sleep again. Right? Oh God. I might not anyway. Thanks, Jen. In the sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Christmas season. There's a lot of shit to do. So you're welcome. Like, you're going to be up for a while. You're going to get a lot done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Okay. In the kitchen, they found Price's head. What the judge described as a, quote, sickening stew was still at 40 to 50 degrees Celsius, which I figured out was about 100 to 120 degrees Fahrenheit. So oh, it was God. still very it, warm. It had just been It made. was still... It's simmering. Oh, God. <laughs> so it was still simmering when they arrived, leading them to conclude that this indignity happened in the early hours of the morning. So that same day. <sighs> she was, she, it was like when you're preparing a turkey, you got to get up really early. Right. You got to get up early. You got to start it yeah. all. You know, I mean, at least he didn't have to defrost. The, uh, <laughs> she didn't have to defrost him. So that was <laughs> That's better. true. That I helps. mean, my mom said she had to defrost our turkey for like three days or something yes, in the fridge. It, does, so. it takes a while. So, yeah. Right. Good thing and you she can't do freezing. that because who's got a fridge big enough for a frozen human body? Yeah. You got to like, you know, yeah. you got to do that fresh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Whew. On the kitchen table were, quote, gruesome steaks carved from Price's buttocks. I, I can't say that word normal. I have to say buttocks. I can't say buttocks. And they had been roasted in the oven with vegetables. Oh my god! So you know, it was a nice, it was a, it was a well-rounded meal. You know, yeah. all the all the food groups were <laughs> represented. Um, oh my god! Accompanying this horrendous table setting were notes from the killer addressed to Price's son and daughter. Oh, so that's who she was expecting to serve the food to. Oh, oh was that's his children. very kind. Right? Okay. Oh, it was God. a scene that will haunt the attending police for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I, no shit. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. They're still awake. <laughs> uh, some took stress leave to help cope. Again, oh, my God. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> legit. Also, why isn't stress leave a thing in the States? That should be a Seriously. thing. I'd be gone I've had some work projects that were... <laughs> I could have used some stress leave. <laughs> Not like this, but still. Okay, this is kind of interesting. So there was only one killer, abattoir worker Catherine Knight, which I looked up. That's that's someone who works in a slaughterhouse. Oh. So oh. she had training. Mm, that makes sense. Now 63 years old. So but this happened like 20 years prior. Because I was like, wait a minute. No, it took, it took, so she was about wow. 43. So about, yeah. So police found her in the house. She was still there in oh, the house. Oh, God. Allegedly stupefied by a cocktail of medications. Uh, yeah, I can understand having to take all that if you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Or did she take it afterwards? Like in. God. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just so she couldn't answer. Or maybe she, maybe mm. it was a. Was it a. Um, suicide attempt or Suicide, something? right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Oh, God. Here, eat so, this. I'm going to go die. <laughs> At least God. she made a last meal. Um, right. <laughs> she <laughs> made <milk> you. <laughs> I should have brought a bucket with me to do <laughs> Right? Okay. So the two, Catherine Knight and John Price, had been in a, what they call a de facto relationship for around four years. I had to look that up. That means like, kind of like common law marriage, like they were together, they lived together, but they weren't legally together. They weren't married. All right. So cohabitors. Cohabitors, right. At the time of the murder, the relationship was in tatters, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the first clue to that would have been, but. (laughs) Right. That's putting it mildly. The murderer displayed her utter contempt for John Price. Again, I feel you like think? that's a very well, yeah. nice way to put it. <laughs> she Damn. disliked him strongly. I dislike people, but I... You haven't thought of skinning him? Yeah. Never thought of skinning anybody. No. Catherine Knight was one of eight children. Her first marriage to truck driver David Kellett lasted a decade, and the couple had two children. He said she was, quote, unpredictably, unpredictably violent, but... I never raised a finger against her, not even in self-defense. I would just walk away. Yep. Her attacks on him included choking him on their wedding nights. This is wow. When she judged his consummation of the marriage not to be up to her expectations. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh-huh. You know when women say you need to reciprocate? Yeah. This is what can happen if you don't. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> you better start getting good at stuff. <laughs> Right. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Girl, girls high expectations. Right? One morning he woke to find her sitting on his chest holding a knife to his throat. Holy. Oh. She said to him, You see how easy it is? And asked him, quote, Is it true that truck drivers have different women in every town? Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So little jealous. Little yeah. On the jealous side. A little possessive. After the failure of the marriage, Knight began a brief de facto relationship with David Saunders in 1987. She's big on, we're not going to marry them anymore. Yeah. We're just going to Yeah. Out. She was like, I've been there, done that. That was not right. so Didn't satisfactory. Work out well. <laughs> right. I wasn't satisfied. That couple. I wasn't. <laughs> he got off easy. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. That's um, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so that couple had one child together. They had a daughter. So she's got three kids. Oh, my God. What a mom. Let's see. Knight took out a few apprehended violence orders against Saunders. So those I looked up, that's kind of like a restraining order. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But he told police that were investigating the Price murder that he was he was the one that was attacked, including being stabbed with scissors. So she took out an oh, order oh. against him, but he's the one oh, who actually got stabbed. God, yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, this part. Oh, I hate this part. In an act of pure malice, Knight had cut the throat of their eight-week-old dingo puppy. What? What? Yeah, psycho. Oh, yeah. baby. <clears throat> oh, I hate people. Oh. Animals. There's okay. nothing worse. Okay. I know. In 1990, she began a three-year relationship with John Chillingsworth, and they had a son the next year. Okay, oh, so she had four kids. Oh, God. She needs to stop this. Somebody give her some birth know. control. Ooh. Okay. Price was her next partner. It was a relationship marred by Knight's malice and by domestic violence. <laughs> Weren't they all? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. Lord. 
Ugh. As the end loomed, Knight demanded a share of Price's house and said in front of witnesses, quote, you'll never get me out of this house. I'll do you in first. Wow. Yeah, so she's going to have a really hard time with this. She just snapped out of nowhere defense. Yeah, I think she's a little... On Sunday, the 27th of February, just two days before her fatal attack, the couple had a violent dispute. Price fled, taking refuge with a friend who lived nearby. He alleged Knight had menaced him with a butcher knife. (laughs) One of the tools of her trade. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Police interviewed both Knight and Price, but conflicting stories left the case unsolved. I feel like they like maybe they should have investigated yeah. a little bit further. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look into her past, maybe. Uh, right. Past relationships. Right? It was one of many incidents. 16 months before the murder, Knight told her daughter. So she told her daughter, quote, I told him if he took me back this time, it was to the death. If oh. I kill Pricey, I'll kill myself after it. So Pricey. There you go. Oh, <clears throat> Pricey. God, she calls so him Pricey. She- Ah, so she was trying to kill herself after it. This was 16 months earlier, she mentioned this, and she told her daughter. Oh, God. Uh, Oh, she made a similar claim to her brother five months before the murder, but this time suicide wasn't an option. She said, I'm going to kill Pricey and I'm going to get away with it. I'll get away with it because I'll make out like I'm mad. Mm, Okay. So, but you can't (laughs) say that ahead of time because it, it... You need to snap. Right, it negates yeah. it, right? So it, the article says she would be half right. On the morning of his last day alive, Price sought an AVO, which is like that restraining order, oh, right. against Knight at the Scone Court Chamber Magistrate. It was too little, too late. On the day of the murder, she left her two younger children with her adult daughter. Oh. So they were young enough to like... Yeah, need babysat. <sighs> yeah. The slaughter of John Price was premeditated and planned. She was arrested the day after the murder, interviewed on March 4th. She said she didn't remember murder. She told police, quote, the last time I recall, I don't know about your dates, but I went inside and watched a bit of TV. (laughs) Um, Judge Judy was on. (laughs) Right, exactly. The psychiatrist who assessed her didn't believe it. (laughs) Yeah. Their challenge in this most confronting case was to decide if she was legally fit to be sent to trial. And she was. One reported, the problem is not that she did not know it was wrong to do such a thing, but that she did not care about doing them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big problem, I'd say. (laughs) Right? Quote, callousness is not an absence of knowledge of what's right or wrong. Oh, (laughs) it's not? Just don't give a crap. (laughs) Oh, so the fact that I didn't care doesn't mean I didn't know? (laughs) That's not a defense. That I don't care defense. She still pleaded not guilty. Her trial began in October 2001. Because of the high probability the graphic evidence would cause serious distress to Mm. the jurors and result Mm -hmm. in them being discharged, the judge drafted in reserves. So they had backups. Wow. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) Imagining people were just going to go, oh, hell no, and pass out or throw up. After that, she changed her plea to guilty. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah. Oh. Other people can't handle this? Well, I guess it really was bad then, huh? Who knew? Yeah, maybe I will just say I'm guilty. Dang it. Oh, my God. In sentencing, Justice O'Keefe noted that there was nothing to mitigate the enormity of her crime. Of Price, the judge said, quote, The last minutes of his life must have been a time of object terror for him as they were a time of utter enjoyment for her. Oh, my God. Good Lord. 
Uh, the judge observed that Knight was an ongoing risk to the community. Yeah. yeah. She was on a she was on boyfriend slash living boyfriend number four. Um, Disaster. He found the quote only appropriate penalty for the prisoner is life imprisonment and that parole should never be considered for her. This prisoner should never be released. Yeah, I hope not. Good God. That's the end of the story. So as far as I know. So let's hope the kids did not come home to the food. Right? I mean, how do you even explain that to them? So the good news is, is that mom made dinner. Yeah. (laughs) The bad news is, is stepdad isn't going to be there. Well, he will. Well, he is. He's there. (laughs) He is there. Definitely there. (laughs) Oh, God. That's horrifying. That's just... So, anyway. Good story. (laughs) Sorry, I saw that and I just couldn't... I was like, oh, we got to talk about this. This That's a good one. Uh, Good night, everybody. (laughs) Sleep well. Good night. Enjoy. (laughs) Hope you have stew tonight. I know a lot of people who listen to podcasts to, like, fall asleep. Oh. Especially I know ones that, and, and I know other ones like me who will do it to fall asleep, like, mm. and it's true crime. And it's, I don't know, it's something about the way it's presented makes me relax, not necessarily <laughs> what they're talking about. But I apologize oh, this, for anyone who has chosen oh this God. particular episode to drift off to dreamland. Yes. Mm. I would be very interested to know what their dreams are after said <laughs> oh, God. dreamland.